I'm Dan. And I am Mindy. Who do you? We're here to talk about the movie Willy's Wonderland starring Nick Cage. Uh, how are we doing today, Mindy? I'm oh, doing pretty good, actually. Uh, we're at 100, I'm sorry, not 100, 1,040 of you guys have followed us. So anyone that's new out there, welcome. Yeah. Um, if you're coming back and you're a listener, then welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of traction on the TikTok, which is nice. It's very nice, very, very much appreciated. Keep on making that go up because once we get to that 10,000, guys, me and Daniel, we can do live videos. Yes. And you all are, were saying that you would like to see that happen, so let's let's make it happen. The only news that I really have is that if you did not see the ending of Chucky Season 2, you have to go watch it. It is batshit insane. It really doesn't fucking make any sense, but somehow ties up, like, four different storylines. And it's just... it's The way I like to call it is it's, it's just... It's chaos. Yeah, I heard it was really good. You were telling me. It it is really, really good. It's just the last episode because they don't know whether or not it is their last episode for sure. I haven't heard anything or seen anything about season three. So, and it kind of seemed like all the way through season two that they were trying to get rid of the whole good guy thing. So, I mean, I don't I don't know what's going to happen. I can't predict the future. But um, the last episode particularly is literally a fucking roller coaster ride. Yeah. Yeah, i got to check it out. All right. You want to talk about Willy's Wonderland? I am. I'm very excited. All right. What'd you think? Honestly, Daniel, I want to hear what you think because I don't want you to hear what I think and then be like, oh, shit, I don't feel want to feel like an asshole. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think it's okay. It wasn't a great movie, but... It was wild and crazy, and it's everything that I see as Nick Cage movies being. So I thought it was good. I, I can see why it kind of has like a cult following now. And uh, I thought it was it was an it was an enjoyable time. It was a fun ride, and uh, a lot of the action in it was good. 
uh, Nick Cage himself does the role really well as the janitor. And he does so good, guys, because the reason why he's called just the janitor is because this motherfucker does not speak. No. The entire fucking film. I think he makes noises like two or three different times when he has to, like, square up and, like, kill and, like, go after. All right, so, well, I'll say what I think about it real quick without giving too much of a spoiler. I absolutely adored it. But I've really, really, really liked Nick Cage's horror transformation that he's kind of made over the past kind of years, the past couple years. Um, I really dug it. I really liked Mandy. I really liked this one. There's another one that he just came out with that I'm hoping to see, but it's not on streaming service yet, and I forget the exact name of it. But, I mean, if you're a Nick Cage fan like myself, you're going to love it because it's like they took him, put him in the middle of a horror movie, and said, hey, just do you. Yeah. Because honestly, besides the not talking, which I'm surprised he did so well, besides the not talking, I mean, he was the centerpiece of the movie. Yeah, he definitely pulled him it and, off. I mean, him and Olivia, he definitely did without the whole talking thing. I mean, yeah. I understand why they brought him in a sidekick a few, like, a half an hour to an hour through because he kind of needed somebody. Yeah. But and what did you think? I'm sorry, guys. We're going to head into spoilers real quick, and I got to get Daniel's, I gotta get Daniel's reaction on this. Daniel, what did you think about the fucking pinball machine? Oh, I thought it was badass. What did you think about the, mon- the 80s montage with the pinball machine? I thought it was very cool. It was very nostalgic. <laughs> Wasn't it? It's like he cool, like does that little clap clap, like you see in Latin dances, and like it was. Yeah. He did the robot. He did the moonwalk. It was hilarious. I would never yeah. think of him to be that silly. No, it was a lot of fun. It was fun to watch him. Yeah. Um, so basically, for y'all that really don't know what we're talking about, like Daniel said, it's called Willy's Wonderland. It came out in uh, 2018, right, Dan? Yeah, 2018. And it has a remotely very, very, very small cast. No, Willy's like, Wonderland it's been came out in Huh? It came out last year. It came out last year? Yeah. Oh. Sorry, guys. But it came out with a very relatively small Hollywood cast. Um, I mean, Nick Cage is in it, of course, big-time Hollywood. But other than that, and, like, the sheriff that I know, she's done a couple things. Other than that, they were kind of working with a bunch of rookies. Yeah. It was only a $5 million movie, too, budget-wise, so. And how much you make? 
Oh, it only made half a million. It was a, it was a bomb. All right. Well, I can see that though because people were expecting it to be the Fred Five Nights at Freddy's movie, but it wasn't because Five Nights at Freddy's already claimed their domain. They already had the trailer out. They're already planning it for it to be out in a couple of years, so they couldn't do that. But one thing I do want to highlight about this is it is a story about just a regular Joe Schmo. He's riding his fucking muscle car and his energy drinks, and he's driving through this town, and all of a sudden, his fucking tires all bust out, all four of them. Turns out he ran over a speed trap, so they call them. And I, it was explained to him by the tow truck guy in town, mechanic in town, that the kids are known to put them down as a sick joke. So he offers him to fix the car and to fix it for free because at this point Nick Cage doesn't have any kind of money because all of his money is through the Internet and they don't have any Internet. Right. So he's basically fucking screwed. So this dude's like, I'll take you to my fun tax. Well, I'm going to take you to this place and put a roof over your head. And as long as you don't mind cleaning up the place for him, he'll fix your car. He'll pay me to fix your car. I know he will. So, of course, he agrees and gets in the tow truck with them. And they're going and they see. And then all of a sudden... It pans off to a completely different person. And you got this young girl. Her name ends up being Liv. But Liv is there, and she she is ready to rumble. She is a gas can and a lighter, and she is ready to rack. Yeah. All of a sudden, the fuck, the police thing, go, the police fire goes off, and you get that little well, she's doing shit, and she's like, oh, fuck. And she looks behind her, and it's none other than the sheriff, who also happens to be this girl's guardian. But, like I just said, guardian, not family member, not mother, nothing like that. Like, they have a very volatile relationship. Like, the woman feels like she needs to protect Liv, but Liv's like, fuck this woman, I hate her. Yeah. No, I agree. It's kind of funny, though, to see their dynamic when she brings, because, like, she handcuffs this girl, guys. And, like, she whips her into her trailer and handcuffs her to a frickin' vent like, heater-type thing, and the girl's like, what the hell, you're leaving for the night? What am I supposed to eat? How am I supposed to take a piss? And she throws a bag of chips at her and goes, there's a bag of chips there on the table, and there's a bucket in the corner. Enjoy. <laughs> like, that is the best way to handle a team like that. Like, she yeah, still hates you. But, I mean, let's admit it, if she didn't have the friends that she had, like Chris and whatnot, she would have never gotten out of that house that night. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, the animatronics um, themselves were fucking creepy. Do you agree? Yeah, and it's a... 
I don't know if you know this or not, Daniel, but it was 100% real. Those animatronics were 100% real. 100%. They were not CGI. I'm not talking you. And you guys can, if you guys don't believe me, you guys can go on YouTube, look up behind the scenes from Lily's Wonderland, and you see two videos, and both of them are going to be showing you them working with the animatronics. And one of the actors, or directors, I'm sorry, is caught saying he thinks it's cool that they're doing it all with animatronics and practical effects. That's badass. It makes sense, though. It did look real. And that's what it was supposed to. The only thing that disappointed me is that when I went and found the behind-the-scenes, I ended up coming across a scene with the crocodile. And I don't know if you remember when he was fighting the crocodile, but it was very, like, martial arty. And also, like, they didn't really show his face because it was a fucking sound album. Yeah. Now, it was a stunt double that he uses all the time that looks pretty much identical to him. But pretty close to him, yeah. It was it was still it was still a stunt double. Once once the camera got close enough, I was able to see it. And you saw it? Not in the movie. I saw it behind the scenes. Okay. And the scene yeah. where he's beating up the crocodile because they ran that one. Yeah. And they got up real close to the actor's face, and I was like, oh, shit, that's not Nick Cage. Just no. Um, but, yeah, so that was cool. That was really cool because, I mean, movies don't normally rely on practical effects, and if they do, they're normally gross. Yeah, I agree. And this movie had a very savvy way of doing the practical effects and using the animatronics and not going the gross cart when they very well could have. Right. I mean, was it brutal? Was it gory? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's one of the main uh, cells of this movie, though. Yeah. Is how Um, it's good in that way. Yeah. It's gory and it's comedic. I mean, the fact that Nick Cage is being screamed at by a bunch of kids that just poured fucking gasoline all over the building that he's in, and they're getting ready to strike a match, and they want to get him out. He's like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) Go away. I gotta do stuff. Fuck off. And then the girl gets in to try and get him out, and, like, he does not care. No. About anything she's saying and like her friends end up falling through the fucking roof and end up in the ball pit which the friends are basically throwaway characters honestly they needed yeah. people to kill so they yeah, brought they in the friends yeah. they were there specifically to die I mean That's I was yelling at that one little fucker though with the chameleon Chris 
I was yeah. screaming when I first watched this movie because I watched it with my fiance when it first came out, and he loved it. And to this yeah. day, it's still one of his favorite horror movies. And But when we saw Chris hiding from the chameleon, and we were like, oh, God, do not let him be this dumb. And what did he do? He went off and that and was stupid. Like he, he like he's like, Oh well let me make friends with a chameleon who's known to change shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I would that like the or would, ball pit, Chris. My favorite kill's gotta be when the sheriff got torn in half though. Oh yeah, we're not there yet though. So Chris gets it. This other little black boy kind of, uh, gets it from uh, this soldier-like dude, and then Liv's best friend Kathy and her boyfriend were doing it in the super ha- super happy fun time room, which is known to be the place where the people who used to be in the animatronic suits sacrifice themselves and. And they were in the super happy fun room and the happened. And like it opened back up again and it was just shady. Like the the animatronics are saying stuff that they would never say and doing things that they would never do and like hurting people and killing people too. Mm-hmm. And then they find out they shut the place down and they find out, oh well, Fuck! It's not just when the place is open. If we close the place, they're gonna come after us. So they make a deal, and then like, we'll trade you some. We'll we'll give you someone. We'll sacrifice someone for you. We'll make sure you guys are fed. And that's actually how we meet Olivia because her parents were actually the two people in the very beginning. Yeah. And. She was in the bathroom hiding, and the sheriff went to check everything, and she saw her, and she couldn't turn her away. Now I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that was, like, so Liv had a personal connection to all of this, and she had a knife, and Nick Cage actually took her knife from her. And it's very important. And then they found Kathy and her boring partner in the super happy fun room, and they were gutted, and it was it was bad. And then they come up against Tito the Turtle, and Nick Cage was told one very important thing by the owner of this establishment to make sure that he took breaks. So he set his watch to go on break. Like every half an hour, I would say, 45 minutes. And he, the salon goes off, and he takes out her knife from his pocket, puts it in her hand, and just walks away. Crazy. It's ridiculous. And, like, Props to her because she holds her own and she ends up being able to survive. Yeah. But damn, he's an asshole. Um, but he gets all worked up. Like me and Daniel mentioned, he has the little montage with the 
or with the pinball machine that he cleaned off. And, like, at this point, guys, like, he's killed, like, four or five different animatronics. He's covered in oil and blood and shit. He's changed his fucking Willy Wonderland shirt, like, seven fucking times. Like, he's getting tired. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not they're not seeming to stop. Well, all of a sudden, the fucking sheriff shows up. And has a rookie with her. And the sheriff apprehends the man and Liv and makes Liv leave with this rookie cop that she has with her. And she makes Nick Cage stay in the building. And she actually goes as far as to handcuff him. Because she's like, all you have to do is die. It's easy. And it's like, but it's not easy. I don't want to be killed. But since he doesn't talk, he just kind of snarled at her. But then this badass broke out of these fucking handcuffs and used one of the animatronics to do it. (laughs) And then he broke the fucking lock off the door for the second time, walks out to the trash can, disposes animatronic, and waves to the sheriff. Like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. And, like, she's like, what the hell is he doing? Like, he's going to get the rest of them, especially Willie, angry at us and angry at our town, and it's not going to be good. I'm not okay with this. And she tries to butt in and whatnot, and she goes back in, and Willie, who is summoned by her, is told to go after Nick Cage's character, but he decides that the sheriff has pissed him off, and he's going to feast on her first. Yep. And now she's fucking dead. So Nick Cage has, again, him, himself and I. And he starts fighting and whatnot and is doing a really good job and takes Willie out. And Willie does get him for a minute. Like, and there was a part in the movie where I was like, wait, is he not supposed to survive this? You know, at yeah. the end when he was fighting Willie and Willie, like, got on top of him and started scratching him and biting him and stuff, I was worried. Yeah, it was, I it was thought they were going to kill him off. Me too. Yeah, I was getting a little, I was getting a little antsy, especially since they never gave him a name or lines. Yeah. So, um, anyways, back to it. So, he fights and wins and whatnot and ends up changing into his old school gear and taxing the mechanic. They're certain that he's dead inside and they're fucking with his car and shit and like they're like, let's go see. And they open up the door and Nick Cage just comes waltzing out in his leather getup and they're like, what? <laughs> and they look over and all the animatronics are gone and they're like, holy shit. Oh my God. And then that goes back to actually, I forgot to say this, one of my favorite lines when the sheriff 
drags Olivia off with the rookie, Olivia says, you don't understand. You, you don't have him trapped in here with the, mecha- uh, with the mechanics. The mechanics are trapped in here with him. Yeah. That was and she was exactly right to say that. And um, unfortunately, the rookie, he did not make it. Liv actually ended up going off into the sunset with Nick Cage's character. And the two assholes that set this whole thing up, well, one of the sur- surviving animatronics decides to go on a suicide mission and create a guillotine, a guillotine basically, with, or I'm sorry, um, what is it? A Malakoff cocktail. Yeah. With their car. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and for some reason, I don't know. I really don't understand why this happened. But for some reason, in Nick Cage character's glasses, when the car blows up, it shows an explosion. But that doesn't make any sense because he was taking off in the opposite of town. So, and his character was driving so fast, there's no way he was still in town at that point. Let alone saw it. I mean, he was going in the other freaking direction. Yeah, that's weird. So that pissed me off. But basically, he took the girl under his wing and they ride off in the sunset together. Basically, classic, like, action ending. Yeah. I think, for me, it was the perfect combination of action, and, and then you had horror, and suspense, and comedy. Yeah, it was a good mix. It was. I mean, you can say as much as you want about it being corny and shit because it was kind of corny, but it was kind of suspenseful. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. When I first watched it the very first time and that fucking ostrich just out of nowhere attacks him and is like, I'm going to peel off your face and eat your soul. Like, I jumped. It reminds me of that video game, Five Nights at Freddy's. Well, because that's what it was originally supposed to emulate. Yeah. But Five Nights at Freddy's, they couldn't go ahead and give it that name because Five Nights at Freddy's is already owned by somebody and they're already in the midst of making a movie. Okay. So Willie's Wonderland had to come up with a different movie. But for you guys that don't know this, Daniel, I think, does, because I'm pretty sure he heard my fiancé talking about it. But my fiancé told me that this was actually supposed to be a short film. And the man that did the short film, he didn't change anything. He didn't change anything, except he was the director, the creative artist, the producer and the star and behind the animatronics. Like, he did everything himself. And this thing, it's a hit. And it starts going viral and whatnot and making its rounds and shit. And then all of a sudden, Nick Cage's 
agent sees it. She sends it over to him, and he tells her, I don't know what you got to do, but you need to get me in this movie. (laughs) I have to be, I have to be the guy that doesn't say anything. I can so do that. And they wanted him to talk, but he's like, no, let's keep it the way it is. Yeah. And he convinced them to keep it with the non-vocal role instead. And, but I just, it blows my mind because he fought, he fought for a small time movie and no words. Yeah. So, I mean. He pulls it off more than you would think he'd be able to, so. Honest, I think he's a little better when he doesn't talk. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I, I don't like Nick Cage that, like, Daniel knows guys like I don't the first movies that I was ever ever officially had nightmares on is face off yeah don't know why don't know how I know face off isn't a horror movie all y'all gonna come at me on the tiktok and on here and whatnot and be like oh well face off isn't a horror movie I know she knows I get it. I understand. It's 100% understandable that it is not a horror movie. But did it scare the crap out of me when I was eight years old? Yes. Yes, it fucking did. I was eight. Hello? I'm agreeing with you. And I just turned... I just turned eight, too. So... Because um, we were still living at 138 Central, and I watched it, and um, it just—I don't know what about it scared me. I don't even remember the nightmare. You don't? Oh no! All I remember is that during the night, I had fell—I had fallen off the couch, and then I remember mom and dad saying that I had a night terror. And um, I was like, oh, well, for once, it was actually something that I did watch. And Dad's mm-hmm. like, what do you mean what you watch? We watched Face Off. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know. It scared me. And he's like, Face Off scares you? But you mm-hmm. can literally watch people get gutted. That's funny. Because we watched we watched we watched somebody with a hook gut people the other like I know what you did last summer. He was like the other week. Yeah. And you laughed. You giggled. He's like, and then I have you watch an action movie. And mind you guys, I didn't watch that many action movies when I was growing up. I just I didn't. And neither did my dad. So that's probably why. Well, <laughs> my dad was like, I cannot believe I'm finally showing you an action movie that I like, that I want you to like, and you're afraid of it. Yeah. It's like, well, it's not my fault that they take faces off. (laughs) It's like, you literally have seen people be gutted. Throat slash, shades all right through them. What is the difference? I was like, they don't take their faces off. <laughs> Some of them they do. Because like at that point in my well, at that point in my life, I've never seen um, 
what was it, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If anyone can actually believe this, I did not watch the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre until I think about four years ago. And I finally decided to watch it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes things come to us. But, yeah, I mean, I think it was a great movie. Daniel thinks it was a good movie. Yeah, it's a good. So, I mean, I would personally give it a nine. But that's my personal choice. Yeah. What would I you probably, give it? i go eight. Okay. I thought it was a good flick. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, the animatronics were cool. Nick Cage being a silent protagonist is pretty cool. Uh, I like the concept of just like a an old, not a Chuck E. Cheese, but like a, like, I forgot what that band, like the old Bear Banjo band, like, like one of those restaurants just being evil. Like I just think it's kind yeah. of... So it's just an interesting concept. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I think they they get about as much out of it as you can. So I, I didn't oh, have any issues with the movie. I thought it worked. I'd watch it a, a couple more times, to be honest with you. I'd, I'd watch it again. So uh, I've I like- seen it. I've seen it at least four times. And everyone that has heard about Kevin, my fiance, he has actually watched it and paid attention to it. Three times. And he loved it. And he loved it every single time. Like, it wasn't a fight. Like, this last time that I had to rewatch it, he rewatched it with me. Yeah. Because he was just like, oh, well, Willie's Wonderland's on. Oh, Willie's on. And he's a gamer. He's not a horror movie guy. I mean, he can see, unfortunately for me, he can see right through the horror movie plots, and he likes to ruin them for me. Yeah. You know how he is, Daniel. He'll be like, this person's going to kill this person, and then that person's going to pretend to kill that person, and then that person's going to be the killer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do you know? Jesus. Jesus. So, um, I did forget one little piece of horror news, guys. I apologize. Um, Tim Burton's Wednesday is finally on Netflix. Um, I would not say that it is a total horror piece because of the age. I would yeah. say that it qualifies more for teen horror, but it's not that it's not as campy as teen horror. So I don't really know what we could classify it as. Yeah. But I mean it's very dark. Very dark. Um and for everybody out there that's complaining and whatnot and being like, oh, well, I can't believe that uh, Wednesday is this dark and da-da-da-da-da. Like, have you guys not seen the movies? Like, in the movies that I watched, 
like, I watched the second live action first, unlike a lot of people, a lot of you saw the first one, but I watched the second live action first, and back then, there's terrorizing kids at freaking summer camp and trying to give it to her little brother. <laughs> She's chopping, trying to chop his damn head off. And we're talking like a child here, like a baby that was just born. So y'all need to stop with the whole, like, with the whole, like, oh, well, she's too dark. I can't believe they made her this dark because she's a dark character. Yeah. That's just the way the girl is. Yeah, so for them to be like, oh, well, it's too dark. It's too cynical. And it's like, honestly, I think it's hilarious. It's kind of her whole thing, you know. Well, that's what she is. She's dreamy she's and dark and mundane, and that's just the way she is. I mean, in this series, have they made her a tad more vocal and a tad more cocky? Yeah, but I feel like it wouldn't have worked if they didn't do that. I agree. I agree. So, um, Daniel, I picked this movie, so what are we doing next time? Uh, We're going to be doing a movie on Netflix called The Platform. Oh, I haven't seen that. Did that just come out? Uh, It came out in 2019. What are we talking here, psychological? No. It's, uh, it looks, it, it looks very interesting. Uh, oh gosh, he hasn't even seen it. Could be a weird one. No, I haven't seen it yet. I just I was looking up movies earlier and I saw that one. I just want to remind you, Daniel, this is how we found the basement. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, right. we're gonna, we're gonna do platforms. Yeah. Okay. So platform, and you said that is on Netflix. Yes. Okay, so that's on Netflix for everyone that wants to follow along with next week's episode here. Um, go ahead and continue to follow and support us on uh, TikTok, please, on the Sadcast. I'm the one that mostly runs it, but if you do have a question or anything for Daniel, I'll make sure it gets to him. Yes. Daniel, any last notes? Uh, hootie who? All right, hootie who? I'll see you guys all next week. Bye. We'll see everybody next time.